Today on From A to Ziggy, Dirty Boys. Welcome to From A to Ziggy. This is the podcast in which we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order and talk about it. My name's Thomas. My name is Travis. And today we're talking about Dirty Boys, track two from 2013's The Next Day album. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, what did you think of this song, Travis? I, uh, I really like this song. Yeah? This song kind of started what I would consider a mild awakening for me as far as the next day. It's like, we've talked about a couple songs in this album so far. And so I've probably mentioned this before when I came out. I thought, oh, great comeback album from a fading rock star. Probably won't be very good. Didn't really listen to it until we got, like, the first song I had ever heard from this album was, whoop, good thing you're empty. Um, the first thing I heard from it was Atomica. <laughs> so it didn't make a great first impression. And then what was the second song we did from it? It was, uh... I think it was another extra, wasn't it? It was, uh, Born in a UFO. Oh, so we've done three songs. <clears throat> so we did two, I think we've done two B-sides and one that's actually on the album. So this song made me go back and kind of think to myself, okay, I, I decided I'm going to, let's listen to this front to back and really get a feel for it. And this kind of led to an awakening for me. Like, yeah, there's some pretty middle of the road, you know, aging rocker songs, but like it goes back and forth enough between straight ahead, I'm just doing this rock and roll that I know how to do, and ambitious, interesting things that make you, that, you know, David Bowie songs, you know, songs that make you kind of like think differently and kind of, you listen to it like, hmm. And I thought this song was one, and it and it kind of it gives you a little bit of a like a preview of Black Star too, the way it kind of works in these saxophones that are a little bit off kilter. Yeah, yeah. This is this song captivated me. This is a really cool song. Who's playing saxophone on this? Um, Steve Elson, who was one of the uh, Bonera horns. I'm guessing it's a baritone. Yeah, it's what's on the so on the wiki is that it was a baritone. Baritone tenor pair. Is it is it two saxes or one sax? God help you if you ever have to look at the liner notes for the next day. Yeah, they don't make that very easy, do they? Have you seen them? Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing them now. They're tiny. Like, how would, why would a man in his 60s put out liner notes that look like this? <laughs> Come on, David Bowie. And it spells, in, instead of the numerals for the track title, for the track numbers, it's the number, the, the word one. And then you have to search for the word two. Bowie. <laughs> Baritone sax and contrabass, contrabass clarinet, Steve Elson. So he's, I guess he's, he's overdubbing, or he's playing both at the same time. That would be talent. Mm. Playing one with his nose, or one with each, each nostril. He's like that guy you see at events that's a one-man band situation. Uh, who else? Tony Visconti on um, Recorder, is that right? Oh no, that's, uh, that's track three. Baritone sax. Just baritone sax. My bad. I got I got sucked in. I got roped in by the difficulty of reading the liner notes on the next day. I need to just... It's just what he wants. Like, yeah. <laughs> Look at his face. Look at his face in this album. Yeah. Look at him. He's, God, you're so smug sometimes, David Bowie. He, he really wants to just, like, defy you. Yeah. So it's it's got this real uh, grimy, seedy kind yeah. of sound to it. Real, real... I'm, I'm imagining, like, 20s roughs in, yeah. in the tenement areas of New York City. Standing State. against a wall, one foot up. They see yeah. you walking by, they flick their cigarette, 
Yeah. You got their tan yeah. pulled down over their eyebrows. What are you doing here? Yeah. And, and it, it is basically a song about causing some mischief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing some menacing. And I, I, so I really, I, I dig what he does in the chorus, how he starts setting, you know, each line with how he ended the line before. Yes. Yeah, I really, really like that, that. too. Um, when the sun goes down, when the sun goes down and the die is cast, when the die is cast and you've got no choice, we will run with dirty boys. That, to me, it, it, that progression of it seems like inevitability. Yeah, this written, increasing desperation. Writ large. And you just, once you've reached that point, you just start rolling with the dirty boys. Yeah, you just have no choice. You but it's no like, choice. The fact that he repeats that last part, it's like, therefore, you know? Yeah. This, therefore, that. That, therefore, this other thing. And sooner or later, rolling with the dirty Sooner boys. or later, you're with a CD element that you never thought you'd be with. All because the sun went down. Yeah. Because fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to... <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. There is no escaping. There is no other path. Once you slip down that, once the sun goes down, it, there's all, all bets are off. When the die is cast, you have no choice. It's like, you know, throwing your hand, throwing your lot in with random chance. Just letting it, not, yeah. not taking any real measure of responsibility for your own life. Just letting things happen. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Hmm. So I can go one of two ways with this. I'm going to go the lighter way with this. It kind of reminds me of Breaking Bad. Like, it's that kind of like... When you've been dealt this situation that's so bad, and the only thing you can really do to try to even remotely come out on the other side is do things that you never thought you would do, and you start rolling with these dirty boys. Hmm. In this case, I'm thinking like Tuco and and you know Gus Spring and things like that. Like you start associating with these like seedy elements to try and get by. Hmm. Did you watch Breaking Bad? I did not. Oh, so man, I'm oh, glad you explained Bad. that to me. Um, but that's the one where he has cancer. He has to like, yeah. um, deal drugs. And then did you ever hear the joke about Canadian Breaking Bad? No. What's the joke about Canadian Breaking Bad? It's one episode long. He goes, he finds out he has cancer, he gets treated, he moves on. <laughs> that's the story of Canadian Breaking Bad. Uh, <laughs> I've always known that Canadian TV shows were a little less interesting. <laughs> now we know why. <laughs> hey, I'd like to sell this meth on this corner. Uh, this is my corner. You can't sell meth here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll go find another corner. <laughs> That's how the drug wars go in Canada. This is a very London-sounding song. Yeah. This is a very, very British-sounding song, because I don't think we have many feather hats. No. Worn by roughs in this country. I mean, maybe in the 20s. Maybe he's just, maybe it's just a picture of the 20s. Yeah. Well, there, and then there's this, the cricket. Bat. Yeah, I was going to say, no, no one over here has a cricket bat. Not no a one. single person. Nobody. There are no cricket bats in this country. Not no. if I have anything to do with it. Nope. You try You try coming through customs with a cricket bat, they will take it from you and give you a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And a rifle. You'll, America. Um, Dirty Boys. Dirty Boys. Yeah. Fun song about street toughs. So I just got the Lazarus soundtrack. Uh, this is one of the songs that was incorporated into the play. And it's sung by Michael Esper, who I think plays a character named Valentine. Now, I'm not really sure on the plot details for this show, because I haven't really read any summaries of it. I'm hoping that it will come to Boston at some point. Hint, hint. <laughs> it's in London now. Um, I bet it'll make its way through here. But I may just get the book when it comes out. But I think he plays a character named Valentine. 
I think he's the uh, kind of antagonist, or at least someone someone who's not so not such a good person, because he pl- he also sings the song Valentine's Day, which um, spoiler for the V's is about a school shooting or, or like a mass yeah. killing spree. So yeah, appropriately enough, it's about these sort of droogy kind of characters. Another sort of a Clockwork Orange reference. Uh, what, Suffragette City was another one that referenced that. And then uh, the big one on Black Star, kind of looking ahead to Black Star, uh, Girl, Girl Loves Me. These, these street toughs, these delinquents. Yeah. Getting into trouble, causing fights, starting fights. Is there any fighting? In the, is there any violence in this song? I, I, I get the impression of just like... I don't think it's any... It doesn't get into the specific events of these no-good nicks, but it's just the, the idea of... There's some threatening. Yeah. You, you've got to learn to hold your tongue. Or that could just be like, you know, they're, they're visiting the library. <laughs> they <need to laughs> they're just fly. telling them, like, straight out of that, right from the shoe, like, hey, you can join our gang, but snitches get stitches. Or... You can join. Yeah, you can join our gang. This is the quiet gang. This is the quiet gang. Library voices, guys. Inside voices, guys. Quiet as a mouse. This ain't the moon. This is burning sun. Yeah, it. it to me, it just has this vague sort of sense of threat. Kind of old timey danger. Yeah, the uh, James Cagney kind of. Yeah. Danger. Um, anything else about Dirty Boys? I think we hit it all. With our cricket bat. Made it all with our cricket bat. Um, ratings. Um, I would give this song four and a half cricket bats. Um, it's weird. I, you know, you're expecting... So this is the second song on the album. And the next day, it's a fine enough song. Like, But it that song kind of gives you the impression like, oh, this is going to be one of those albums where they just play, you know, middle of the road rock and roll. That's okay. It's good because it's this person, but if anyone else did this, you'd be like, mm, this is clunky. I guess, spoiler alert for when we get to the next day. Um, but then this song kicks in, and yeah, it's weird. And you think, okay, Weird Bowie's back. We haven't said anything really about the what's weird about this song. The, it's just the very, it's the, everything's very syncopated and just... Yeah, that, that, that rhythm. Yeah. It's bump, kind of stumpy. Bump, 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 bump. Uh, yeah, it's just very... I yeah, it's staggering. Yeah, I imagine these 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 guys sort of like tromping through the alley, like in unison with like their, oh left foot and snap their fingers. Yeah, it's very right foot, it, yeah. snap their fingers. It, it gives you a little bit of like a West Side Story. Yeah, yeah, it's a this is a cool song. Um, I think it's cool. I, I think it's all right. It's got it's got a cool sound to it. It's well produced and it's got it's got a unique. It's definitely it's it's a song that doesn't blend in with the rest of the songs in the next day. Unfortunately, that's not really saying that much. I hate to say it, but the next day is not one of my favorite Bowie albums. And this, as far as the rest of the David Bowie catalog, I, I gotta give it sort of a mediocre three, three cricket cats. Um, which is still pretty good, you know, but it's, yeah. It is what it is. You did a much better job of adjusting for inflation, basically. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, Dirty Boys. Um, but you know, and you know what Dirty Boys do in, when they, when they've got some time. And I've got a, I've got a, I've got a wicked grin on my face <laughs> as I say, as I say what, what, you know what boys do 
when they get together, they tell they tell dirty jokes. They do tell dirty jokes and sing dirty songs. Sing dirty songs yeah. with dirty song. yeah. with restraint. With restraint, we sing dirty songs. There's lines we don't cross. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to be kill Buzz Killington. You know, when you have you have a platform on the internet's, sometimes you got to use it, even if you be kind of vague and people can't see me winking about not condoning locker room talk of certain kinds. But you know, dirty boys sing dirty songs sometimes too, and dirty girls sing dirty songs too. You know, that hadn't even crossed my mind. That's how. That's the that's the effect, Travis, of watching the news. Oh, and then it also kind of speaks to remember when we were it, it, several songs ago. I think we were talking about like old old Bowie. It's the curse of enlightenment. You think about these kinds of things. You think about these kinds of things. Yeah, that said, I know some. I I I, I know dirty songs to reference. Um, well, I'll Middle teach you school. one tomorrow. I'll teach you one between between episodes. I'll teach you one about uh, a man from Nantucket. Mm. Um. Until Friday, uh, though, if you enjoyed this episode of From Me to Ziggy, you can hear more through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can leave a rating and a review on either any of those platforms. Uh, you can send us an email. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, until Friday, my name's Thomas. My name's Travis. And we're going to go run with the Dirty Boys. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> the government's just trying to take away your baseball equipment. <laughs> All fear fed to you by the NRA, the National Rawlings Association. Oh. Sports nerd joke. Everyone who's listening to this is Googling Rawlings, finding out they sell baseball equipment, being like, ah, you stupid bro. Rawlings was the name of the volleyball in um, Castaway.